Welcome to another episode of Thoughts of a Techno Wizard. It is Saturday, September 10th, 2022. 12.10 p.m. I like saying 2022 last. I'll stick with that, 2022. Um, It's crazy. It's crazy. So my, my talk, my podcast on yesterday or two days ago, whatever it was... Um, about respect <laughs> was incredibly timely um, because I had no idea that this was going to happen. Right? I was just—it was just in, resp- oh, excuse me—in response to that video I was talking about, that podcast with Lex Friedman, the other dude talking about Jordan Peterson, right? And then lo and behold, the Queen dies. The Queen of England dies. Died yesterday. Friday, um, or was it Thursday? I don't know. But uh, <laughs> then you have this huge conversation, right? You have this huge backlash um, where you have certain people who are mourning her loss and like, oh, she was the world's grandmother, which is terrible to say, in my opinion. But either way, like, <laughs> even if you really liked her, it's just kind of weird to say that, but. Nonetheless, they say, oh, she was the world's grandmother, she's so kind, and all this other stuff, sad to see her go, uh, blah, 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 blah. And then, <laughs> you have a whole other part of the world, um, Twitter specifically, but not just Twitter, right? This is this is what really was interesting to me. Um, it, was, it was not just social media, but nonetheless, you had another whole part of the world that was like, yes, she's gone, huzzah, like... <laughs> Another one bites the dust, you know. It's a, a, a win in the bag for for anti-colonialism, right? For um, it's not quite justice, but you know, they were people. A lot of people were glad to see her go. <laughs> and you and I learned a new term yesterday, or whatever day it was. Um, pack watch, right? Um, that meme I missed. I like I don't I don't be I'd be behind the times, but. Apparently, there's this idea of, of you <laughs> not exactly praying on somebody's downfall, but basically praying on somebody's downfall, right? This kind of, you know, um, like, uh, I don't know, roasting and, 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 and being glad for people's, you know, misfortunes, um, specifically for people that, you know, did bad, doing terrible things before. And I saw that, I saw, I'm, I'm looking at this thing. And I was just like, wow, this is this is super interesting, right? <laughs> because this is exactly what I was saying the other day about respect. On one side, you have these people saying, uh, criticizing and, and getting mad at people for being happy that she's gone, right? And be like, oh, you shouldn't, uh, you shouldn't, you know, be so disrespectful. Is is her death and this, that, and the other, you know? And the other folks are like, nah, like, <laughs> your death doesn't absolve you of the sins that you've done. Furthermore, you know, um, she has done a, a lot of bad things, right? A lot. And maybe I'll probably talk to a, through a, a little bit of these things. Um, but I found that, like, it's, it's just crazy, <laughs> like, the timing on this. Um, because it was just like I was saying before. Right, like authoritarians, you know, um, kind of depend on this idea that you are required to 
to respect them, right? You're required to show them some sort of fealty um, in order for you to be considered, you know, human, in order for you to be considered um, at all, right? To some level. Or even even if they don't want to, you know, um, much consider your, your, your humanity, right? They don't really want to, they don't really care about your opinions. They still expect you to respect them. They still expect you to, you know, see them in a certain light, which is absolutely ridiculous to me because those same people, right? Those same people are very often the type of people who absolutely refuse (laughs) to show any sort of respect or kindness towards other people. In the way of, you know, respecting somebody's gender pronouns or things like that, right? Like, they see, they see that as tyrannical. Even though they turn around and then expect other people to be happy, you know, or rather be um, properly morose, right? To be, <laughs> to be, uh, to behave in a certain way, you know, when their own um, authoritarians die or, or you know, something of the like. It, it's just the hypocrisy to me is is really astounding, but it's, it's as predicted. You know, <laughs> it's exactly what I was predicting, and that's what's so sad and so 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 wild about all this. But I do want to uh, I did want to talk about this some more because, I, I, again, I do think it's important, right? And that how do we, you know, create a society? In which we can have these vastly varying ideals, you know, without resolving or di- or dissolving into violence, right? Because a lot of this stuff is jokes, right? A lot of this stuff is just chatter online, um, but it still does impact the real world right there like there was an academic um who's from one of these african um nations that were colonized by the british right and furthermore in in recent memory i'm talking about like her parents (laughs) right lived through the mass genocide of their people directly as a result of the british you know um ruling class Right, the, the the British royalty. People like to say, "Oh, the Queen doesn't have power; she's just a symbol." This, that, and the other. But if you're a symbol <laughs> for genocide, it, it doesn't really how much. It doesn't really matter how much actual power you have, and that you're still standing for this symbol. Right? I, I saw one tweet which was really insane to me, which is saying, "Oh." You know, how can you blame her? You know, she, she, she didn't choose to be born, you know, <laughs> in a royal family. She didn't choose to, you know, do this, that, and the other. She, she was just working with what she had, you know, trying to frame her as if she's just like a- any other average Joe out here. Like, <laughs> no, <laughs> it doesn't matter if you're born into a, into, into royalty or into some kind of wealth, right? Because you very much still can choose what to do with that right you still very much advocate for you know if if let me back up if you're not you know actively doing anything against 
what you know to be wrong, what you know is <laughs> being done wrong within your party, within your family, within your, you know, your group, then you're still advocating through silence, you know, these actions. And the fact is that throughout her lifetime, the royal family has not only participated in the destruction and the genocide of multiple peoples throughout Africa and of course India <laughs> and probably a f- uh, quite a few others like uh, many others in the Caribbeans and things like that right they have act- act- participately activated oh goodness particip- <laughs> participated right in the genocide of these peoples but not only that but she's <laughs> continuously wearing the the jewels right wearing the stolen products of these people in which her 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 group you know her family ordered the genocide of right and they say oh you know it, it was more you know the 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 this party or that group or whatever but if your your group if you, this is the the ruling power here this is the monarchy Yes, they have a parliament, but the monarchy still holds some power in terms of its influence. In fact, they still own the, much of the property. <laughs> All right, and I'm going to get into this a little bit more. But the the fact is, mo, most of the wealth, right, the property, many other things in the UK, is literally owned by the crown. Right, that's 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 a whole setup there. <laughs> so to say that they have no power is incredibly facetious, right? Just because they may not have as much power as they used to have in past centuries doesn't mean that they have no power now. Just because there is a parliament that does most of the lawmaking and things like that doesn't mean that they have no power now. But even if they didn't, right? Even if they really were just a puppet or something like that, right? The fact of the matter is a puppet is still has a voice <laughs> right a human puppet still has a voice if you're being controlled by some let's say parliament by some you know back uh, uh some shadowy organization or whatever right you still have the opportunity to speak up to say something to say i don't condone this i'm being controlled or I, uh, this that and the other and yes to some extent you're going to have you know um your your family might be, maybe they have your family you know uh, 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 at the at gunpoint they say oh if you, if you say anything about this we're going to kill your family right <laughs> even though we all know that this is not actually what's happening but but let's just take the worst case scenario even if that was true right at what point would you say you know what I'm sorry but you're gonna have to just kill them because <laughs> I'm not gonna stand for the genocide of multiple nations in my name. Right? I love my family. But I'm not going to sit there and <laughs> be okay with people, you know, murdering, mass murdering millions of people under my name and I never speak up about it. So even if, even in the worst possible case scenario, which is almost next to impossible, but even in that case scenario, she still has some power. <laughs> right? She still has some ability to say something. But she never did. And it's most likely the fact that she was complicit in these genocides. 
the fact that she wore these jewels, right? The fact that she <laughs> was a participant in, um, quite frankly, some really heinous crap, right? Turns out, and this was released um, last year, I believe, even before you know they, they, uh, um, her death. So last year, and probably in I've seen some even like two, three, couple years ago, right? People have been reporting this. They found out <laughs> that the royal family has been actively discriminating against people of color working in the palace. Right? They actively do not allow people of color to work in the palace. Right? And then on top of all that, there's apparently a number of <laughs> a number of occasions when the the royal family has, you know, um, for instance, bought out uh, the the what do you call it the bail of. <laughs> Of uh, one of the the you know one of the members of the ruling family for pedophilia, <laughs> for all these you know sexual abuse charges and all this other stuff. There's you know been cr- plenty of evidence and um, multiple reports of them doing all sorts of really terrible things. Right, another one of is is uh, trying to hide their wealth, right, their private wealth. So not only do they own much of the you know actual land, like the public land. But apparently they can, they've been doing some, you know, some backdoor things in order to create more private wealth for themselves as well. So in, in every way, you know, there's, there's an incredible amount of corruptness going on here. And another, another thing that is really interesting to me is how is the optics of the respectability politics, right? People say, oh, she was, she has so much poise and grace. She was so, you know, she always had a smile on her face and this, that, and the other. <laughs> and this is a really big problem, right? Because in, in today's society, especially, or not even t- t- today, really throughout history, throughout much of the history of hierarchy, you have this idea that you will see evil when you, when, like, you know evil when you see it. That, you know, ugliness is evil, that uh, evil people are going to, you know, look terrible and, and be scary and, you know, all this other stuff, right? But time after time, we actually see almost the opposite, <laughs> right? Not exactly where beautiful people are evil, but a lot of evil is, is completely in an unassuming form, right? If not an attractive form. Right, and it's funny because the, <laughs> the very fundamentals of Christianity is almost based upon this thing, right? The fact that the devil, <laughs> Satan, Lucifer, right, according to the edicts of Christianity, was the most beautiful angel, was the most beautiful creation, <laughs> right, in all of creation. Lucifer means the uh, the the first light or something like that, right? He he was a beautiful <laughs> a person, right? And so in the but it doesn't really make any sense because or it doesn't make sense that the depictions of Satan is this ugly you know demonic creature. You have these horns and red skin and all this scary looking stuff, right? When in, in the <laughs> the edicts of the the text of the Bible, right? The very text there. It says he was beautiful. Made the most beautiful music. All this stuff. So, like, how... It, it really is crazy how we just do not learn this lesson. That just because somebody looks good, 
Just because somebody looks nice, just because somebody is smiling and this, that, and the other, doesn't mean that they are not bone deep evil. <laughs> right? Doesn't mean that they don't do evil actions. So it, it, it's something that we really have to learn as a, as a people. Especially those who are prone to authoritarianism. Because those are, those are people who are especially, you know, um, vulnerable, I would say, to this, uh, to this artificial skin, right? Uh, people, it's just, it's just crazy. So yeah, I just had to express some of that because I've been, I've been I'm not going to lie, I've been... <laughs> Laughing my ass off at these these Twitter uh, um, roasts and things like that, because I, I really don't believe that it's morally right <laughs> to be you know respectful for an evil person's death after an evil person's death, right? Like I had this this other tweet was really I I think was really good is that if Hitler won. Right, <laughs> if Hitler survived into his 90s or whatever, right, we have to remember that Hitler was a very um, I'm not gonna say empathic, but he, he was a very uh, what's the word, Char- charismatic person, right? This is one of the things that made his cult of persona so powerful. He's a very charismatic person, some would even say handsome, <laughs> right? So you could have easily imagined him. Living into old age, looking like a a poised gentleman, right? (laughs) And uh, being well-loved because of how he stood, right? His poise, if you will, right? And so when he died, (laughs) imagine people calling him the, the, you know, the world's grandfather, Right? Imagine people, you know, crying after he died and say, Oh, this is such a sad day that Hitler is gone, you know. Imagine that. That's completely ridiculous. Like nobody in their right mind <laughs> I say have to say right mind, because of course there's a bunch of, you know, Nazi people Nazis over here. But though I would say those people are not in their right mind. <laughs> but I would I would venture to say that nobody in their right mind would be sad to see someone like Hitler go. Right, and this is exactly what I mean. Right, it's like people. I'm, I bet I I know I've seen right on Twitter people like, oh, you know, you can't compare the Queen to Hitler. I'm like, but you literally can, because just like Hitler, she ordered the genocide of many people, millions of people. Right, Hitler didn't personally go in and gas people. He didn't personally go in, you know. Uh, choke people to death or anything like that or maybe he did I don't know but we don't seem I I don't think there is uh, much you know in that realm he ordered it right (laughs) he he engineered it he he, you know (laughs) designed this you know these genocides and the royal family did much the same and the queen as the head of the royal family did much the same so it doesn't surprise me, and it shouldn't surprise other people, 
that many folks who lived through this, right? Again, this is not even something that happened hundreds of years. This is something that happened within her lifespan, right? In the last couple of years, in the, in the, since the going from the fifties uh, to the sixties, seventies, right? <laughs> it's happened fairly recently, right? People remember being alive, right? There's this video going around about this uh, old woman who is still alive or was still alive in the last few years um, that was recounting being tortured by British uh, soldiers, right? By specifically the British uh, Royal <laughs> Navy or whatever it was, right? The ones directly under the British Royal family being tortured. So like we, we have people who are survivors of this genocide. We have people who are survivors of this mass crime. And you're going to be mad at these people for being proud, <laughs> proud, for being happy that this, you know, that to them, right, this person that's akin to a, a, a Hitler is gone. This is what I mean <laughs> by that respect, by that so-called respectability politics. And what makes all of this worse Right, is the fact that you have a lot of these people um, specifically complaining against black people, against you know people of color um, being being happy and all this other stuff for her death, trying to get you know black academics fired for speaking out on this, for saying yeah it's it, it makes sense why people are happy about this because of this that and the other like like they performed all these genocides this that and the other right. This is an academic woman who was, was just sharing the facts of what happened of, and why people are, you know, happy. And in fact, she was pointing out that her family specifically, right, lived through this. She knows people in her family who saw the death of, of their siblings, of their parents, of their cousins, you know, at the hands of these, you know, British Royal um, Empire, these British Royal uh, military, right? Her family lived through this personally. And people are gonna go call her, call to get her fired for for just sharing these facts of what actually happened and why people and why she understands why people are are happy, right? So people are are trying to get you know people of color fired for this, and then on the same token, many of these people are saying almost nothing. When the entirety of Ireland <laughs> is tap dancing <laughs> for her death, right? The entirety of Ireland is is, is going up, to, is singing chants in public. This is what I was saying earlier. Like this is not just on on Twitter. Like I was pointing things out on Twitter because that's what I see. But I'm watching the entire videos of entire stadiums of Irish folk. Chanting Lizzie in the box <laughs> You know These people are ecstatic Ecstatic And this whole hashtag Irish Twitter Where you see You know All these examples Of these Irish folks You know Happy as a clam But you don't really hear Much pushback Against these Irish folk Right You hear a little bit Don't get me wrong Of course But there's that doesn't seem to be nowhere near the same, you know, um, critique of these Irish people 
being happy versus these people of color being happy about this. Right? So <laughs> even here, you see that discrimination. You see that mm-hmm. racism. And that's what is is even makes us even more ridiculous, right? Many Irish people recognize that the very idea of race is ridiculous, right? They don't want to. Many many Irish people in Ireland don't. I've heard, you know, I can't say for sure, but it seems to be. Don't really want to consider themselves as white people. This is going back to something I've I've been saying a, a, a couple. It's been a while now since I mentioned it, but the concept of race erases the culture of the quote-unquote supreme race of the Europeans, right? Just as much as it does the oppressed, if not more so. All right? What what, what is white people? <laughs> you know, what does that entail? Europe has a massive amount of culture and diversity. In their culture Right The Germanics The Celtics The, the um, Franco Frankens Right Frankos Before the, you know The French The Irish of course And, and so many more <laughs> Many of which Has been forgotten Many of which Is just concatenated In this idea Of white people And so We're over here you know, trying to put people in these boxes when those very boxes are what limits you. <laughs> so if you are a quote-unquote white person, you have to ask yourself, what does that mean? What is your culture? What is your heritage? What is your history? If you don't know that, then <laughs> you should also be clamoring for the end of racism, for the end of race as a concept. And this is not all to say that, you know, it's important to recognize that even though race is a fictional concept, racism is still a problem. Precisely because it enforces the idea of race as a concept, right? You can't end racism by saying, oh, we shouldn't, you know, uh, we shouldn't look at racist problems. Right? Only way you can end racism is by, number one, identifying the problem in the first place. Right? It's the fact that people are trying to create these categories and trying to create a hierarchical structure of these categories. You can't, you know, um, stop th- this 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 erasure by just ignoring the categories that people are creating and people are shoving people into. First, you have to recognize what the categories are. You know why people are creating them. What's the fun- fundamental fundamental underlying desire for these categories? And then you can address those fundamental issues. This is why the idea of, oh, I I don't see color is ultimately facetious and not helpful. Because we all do see color, obviously, right? 
there is this racial discrimination and this racial um, separation, which is discrimination. There is this problem. There is this racism, even though race is a construct. Almost everything in our society is a construct. In order to do better, we have to recognize what these constructs are trying to do. And then address that. Went a little bit all over the place here, but yeah. It was just really wild to me to see that. Like one day I was talking about respect and just this one little <laughs> aspect, this one little occasion... And then now the whole world is is <laughs> is uh, going back and forth about you know how does one respect or should one respect you know somebody like the Queen of 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 uh, British Empire? It's just wild to me. But yeah, I hope I hope I've shared some uh, some further nuances there. Yes, I'm, of course I'm biased on this, but everybody is biased. The question is not, you know, how can you be unbiased? The question is, is how can we balance them, right? What can you learn from different biases? I can see the point of people saying, oh, you should respect, you know, um, you know, people's death and things like that. Because... It seems to be that that position centers on the idea that life is precious. All life. Right? And so when we lose a life, especially one that has impacted so many others, and that has stood for a, a symbol that many people uphold to be you know, precious in and of itself as well, then yeah, it seems like it seems mean and and uh, disrespectful to you know not respect that but of course I would one up that by saying you know it's not it's not just that life is precious it's the quality of that life right and the quality meaning what has that life impacted what is the impact of that life right and what is the the um, what's the word I want to use here? I guess the quality of that impact. <laughs> right? And this is where you get into the real, um, I would say the real kind of t- uh, tone of beliefs. Right? You, once you get here, you can begin to see what type of people you're, you're, you're playing with. Because I've noticed that People, once you get down into, okay, why should I respect, you know, her, her death? People will say, oh, because she lived a, a, an impactful life, right? More than you would ever live, right? <laughs> so soon she would be respectful of that. But here's where you see, you know, their true ideologies. Because what is the quality of that impact? Right? Should you respect that her... Or anybody just because they achieved a great amount of power and a great amount of standing, great amount of authority. Or should you respect, you know, what they did with that authority? 
right? Here's where you get really interesting um, nuances, not even nuances, I would say, but uh, really interesting insights into how people see the world. Because I've noticed <laughs> that some people would say, oh, if you had that amount of power, you know, would you be that good? <laughs> and this is where you see how people tell them themselves. Right? Because a big problem with power is that it reveals just as much as it corrupts. Or maybe even more so than it corrupts. Or maybe not. I don't know. I'm still kind of back and forth on that. Right? Or rather, no, no, no. It reveals as it corrupts. I think is a better way to put it. Because this this is super important here. Alright, I'm going to take some time on this. We like to view people as some static, you know, thing. As some static essence, if you will. And so when we say, you know, power corrupts or power reveals, what we're saying is that there's a static essence of a person. And power, the relationship that power has with that essence is that it either corrodes that essence, you know, manipulating it into something else, or it reveals um, the truth of that essence showing that it really was something you know more uh, violent or more bad than you thought it was but I think this is wrong I think many people hold this idea true to themselves but this is wrong why? because we can see that almost pretty much no life exists in a static manner all of life, life is very pretty much defined almost by its dynamicness, by how it interacts with other things. All right, this is why I've begun to get more and more into this idea. I've been saying this a lot more and more that humans are like any other animals. And that we adapt to the environment. We don't have some inherent essence that is merely, you know, being, you know, revealed or corrupted. I would say that the quote-unquote essence is itself dynamic. Meaning that we change and we create and we become as we are living so if you right are given some amount of power it's not that that power will now reveal nor merely corrupt who you are but both at the same time and on top of that it creates your new self every day you're creating who you are. Every day you're discovering who you are. Every day 
you're becoming who you are. Every day, you're being who you are. So it's not static, right? Every single day, you're doing all of these things, right? This is why I really like that podcast with Les Friedman, with that with that dude. Goodness, I forgot his name. Let me get, let me get his name, because I feel like that is disrespectful. Because I'm liking a lot of what he was saying, <laughs> but I'm not uh, getting it here. But I'll talk as I'm looking it up. Um, he was saying that life is being. Just as much as it is, or meaning is being, just as much as it is not. Meaning that, um, our relationship with life, with with you know different things in our lives, is is how we both create and discover our meaning. Is how we be our meaning, our meaning. And his name was uh, John Verveke. V-E-R-V-A-E-K-E. John Verveke or John Verveke, I don't know. But, yeah, I really found that really powerful because this, this applies to so many things. If you're given power, it's not that you're suddenly going to reveal who you really were inside, but that's corrupting this, this, you know, um, this core of yourself. More so that it is now putting you in a new environment where you are now adapting to this new stimuli. And how you adapt to that stimuli depends partially on your past experiences. But it also now depends on your new environment. Right? On are you being are you going to be held accountable for how you use that power? And who was holding you accountable? And what are their experiences? What are their, you know, interests? What are their goals? What are their incentives? Right? The method of your accountability, the method of, you know, how you can utilize that power, the method of the power itself, all of that determines your new essence, right? Your new uh, individuality, your new personages. And I think that's something that we're really missing. This is why I don't really like the idea of people being evil or good. Because evil is a set of actions, right? Just like love. Right? Love is not, you know, just some you know fall in love as if it's, you know, some state that you're in. It's a set of actions that you're that you do, that you're willing to do. And the reasonings as to why you do them. So in my opinion. <laughs> what makes somebody like. You know the queen of England. And any royal family. Any person of authority. Evil. Is the fact that they are granted. Some amounts of power. Some influence. They are put in a new environment. Where they have a, the ability to impact the lives of many, many other people. And now, right, they have to be held accountable 
for how they impact those lives, for the nature of that impact. And as they are going through that, right, they now have to consider, is this impact, you know, good? Like, <laughs> what is this impact helpful for? If they hold the, you know, the, uh, what do you call it? The benefits of, you know, let's say the country, their standing above, you know, the lives of the people that they're negatively impacting. That becomes an evil action. Especially, especially when they are complicit and knowledgeable of the impact of these actions. All right? Especially when people show them that you taking, you know, somebody else's stuff and bejeweling <laughs> your crowns with it, bejeweling your yourself with it is an evil action. All right? And you just be like, "Oh, it's my right." <laughs> right? That to me is evil personified. And maybe you can make an argument. Maybe you can make an ar argument for, oh, they don't know better. All right? They truly believe that, you know, it, it, they are, you know, uh, not just worthy of this, but they are um, mandated this. Right? This is the, the way of things. Maybe you can make that argument. I'm not going to lie. But that not also really puts us in a, in a, in a um, bind as to ask ourselves, okay, if we know that, that there's people like this, that say, oh, this is my right, this is my, you know, this is what I believe to be right, then we really have to be even more honest <laughs> about allowing these people ever more power. Because think about that, right? What you're saying is that, oh, they don't know better. They really think that this is, you know, the right thing to do. To go and kill a bunch of people, take their shit, <laughs> and claim it as their own. Right? If there's people out there that really believe this is the right thing to do, then that means we have to be better. <laughs> You can't sit back and allow these people and say, oh, yeah, yeah, that, that's just them. Because you, as a person who understands that this is not a right thing to do, now become complicit. Because you think that's the wrong thing to do. And so there are many people who recognize that genocide is bad. Right? That theft is bad. That destroying an entire people and colonizing them and enslaving them is bad. And yet they turn around and say, oh, it's, it's, it's good when they do it. So now you, you are living under hypocrisy, under a, a serious self-deception. Where you're saying these super powerful people who have all these resources. You're claiming that they are unaware. That they are... You know, just doing what they think is right. And then you're turning around to say, you know, 
they should be there, right? <laughs> this is this is what they should be doing. <laughs> it, it just doesn't make sense. And it's most likely the case that they do know that this this is wrong, right? Because otherwise they wouldn't have stopped. <laughs> Otherwise, they wouldn't have listened to the people saying, oh, you know, you should do this instead or you should try and do this, blah, 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 blah. They understand what they, what they can get away with. That's a big thing, too, with a lot of authoritarians. A lot of the psychopaths, even, right? Is that they may not have <clears throat> that empathy themselves. They may not feel it themselves. But they understand it. In fact... One can even say that they understand empathy more than people who feel empathy. Because for those who feel empathy, it's very, very difficult to see beyond the feelings. Because you, you know, you experience that. It's like when you experience pain, it's very difficult for you to step outside of that pain and, and you know, analyze where the pain is coming from, you know, uh, what to do about it, this, that, because you're feeling it. You have to step outside of yourself. You have to step outside of the pain in order to assess it. Right? Likewise, a lot of psychopaths do very well in positions of power precisely because they don't have to feel this empathy. They don't have to feel these things. But they can recognize it. They can understand it. They know <laughs> the importance of it. They know what's good and bad and what other people consider good and bad. And they use that. They use that to manipulate. They can uh, um, present themselves as if they're feeling. They can mask themselves in order to further manipulate people. And this is this is common, commonly known knowledge about people who, um, among those who study psychopaths and sociopathy and things like that, especially among positions of power. We know this. So I would say that take is a bad take because they have way too much visibility. They have way too much influence. They have way too many resources to not know what they've been doing is bad and to not say anything about it. This is what this is this is what makes it even worse is that in those positions of power, because they know these things, they know that they can, you know, turn around and decry these colonies. They can say. Oh no, it's not right to to you know for us to colonize these places, and you know we should give some reparations, and we should do this, that, and the other, right? Even if they didn't feel this, they know it would be the right thing to do, and it would set them, you know, on to certain peoples, right? It will set them on the right path. It will give them even more power and more sway among those people. But they recognize. That there's not enough people who care. This is where the accountability of other people come in, right? They know that a lot of people in their power base do not care about the plight of those people that they genocided. They know that a lot of quote-unquote white people do not care about the mass death of Africans. They know that the education system, you know, didn't teach people this. 
and even those that learn about it, right? Many of them still don't care, <laughs> right? Because many of them would then make up excuses as to say, oh, this is the rightful blah, 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 right? This social Darwinism. They know that the people who actually, you know, would see genocide as bad and say you need to do something about it are in that minority. And so they don't have to appeal to those people. They don't have to put on that mask. That's what makes this even worse. And that's what makes these 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 um, Twitter, you know, um, debates or whatever you want to call it, this critique, even worse because it shows you, it shows you right there, that a lot of people, unfortunately, still do not care. They're willing to deceive themselves. And I like that as well That um, uh, He said in the podcast Is that it's not that people lie to themselves Because lying is, is really hard <laughs> It's really hard to lie to yourself Especially It's more so that people deceive themselves Right He pointed out like Oh people You know Believe in these um, It's not that people believe in these commercials Right You have these Really cheesy, you know, commercials that are obviously lies, you know, like, oh, if you get the shampoo, you know, you're going to be happy and, and be loved and everybody's, you know, going to have found everything you want to have and it's going to be this happy-go-lucky life, right? You have these depictions of, of these products and these commercials and people know that this is not true, right? People know that a lot of this is fiction. A lot of this is just, you know... Um, <laughs> an image of a idealistic world, and furthermore, the product doesn't even have to say this. It doesn't have to say, "Oh, you know, you will have this." You know, it can just imply it through the imagery, through the tone. But people buy these products anyway, right? Because they want to believe that. They want to live that life. They want these things. They have these needs. Right? They want to feel happy. They want to feel that belonging. They want to, you know, all these things. So they deceive themselves into believing them. They, they form <laughs> these, these uh, foundations of deception. Or these foundations of their identity based on these deceptions. And that's why it's so important... Right, so important to not only identify the problems with these things, to identify, oh yeah, these commercials are dumb and fake and all this other stuff, but also to give better alternatives, so that you don't even have to consider deceiving yourself. Right, you can recognize that you know uh, this queen, for example, is very poised and all this other stuff. Without turning around and critiquing and getting mad at other people for being happy. <laughs> right? That's a different action you're doing. One action is in your own private, you know, opinions. Of like, oh, I thought she was, you know, cool for this, that, and the other. And then the next action is going out of your way. Right? To go and get mad at other people for feeling how they feel. And then going a step beyond that and getting people fired, trying to trying to get people fired for it. 
right? Trying to get people banned for it, this, that, and the other. These are different actions. Right? You, you can feel how you want to feel. But also recognize that people are going to feel differently. And it's very often the good reason. Especially when there's a good reason. Especially when there's not just, you know, a few people, but but mil- billions almost of people. Right? You see all these flags <laughs> on on uh these some of these responses. It's like dozens of African countries, dozens of Caribbean countries, you know. A lot of India and all this other stuff. Like dozens of, of, of these uh, groups of folks. Millions of people. Possibly hundreds of millions, maybe even a billion people. Are like, yeah. <laughs> they did some terrible things. And so that should show you that there's more to it. So yeah. I don't know. It was there's a lot more I had to say about this than I thought. <laughs> I honestly didn't expect this this to be that long. I wanted to talk about some other things too. But I was just I just found myself flowing. It was just you know I don't know, a lot of this just it just boggles my mind. Not in a surprising way. That's what kills me. It's not it's not surprising for me. It's just incredibly interesting. Especially it's it's like having this science experiment and having it validated all of a sudden like <laughs> like I made a prediction I didn't even necessarily make a prediction but I made it like a statement of how you know this stuff works of how I thought you know this stuff was why people do this and this that, and the other and lo and behold the very next day <laughs> you see it playing out so on a massive scale so yeah it, it, it just kind of boggles my mind it's just Surprising in that, like how 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 quickly my thoughts were verified here, right? And such a scale. It's kind of crazy. But um, as always, let me know what y'all think. I'd love to hear what other folks think about this, for real, for real, in, the, in a extended, you know, manner, not just a little little tweet. Um, because with Twitter, it's, it's so interesting that, like, we we really like to see what other people are thinking, because we're social creatures, right? But, well, before I say the but, um, <laughs> Twitter is a very good way of doing this, right? Of hearing what people are thinking, because it's so quick and it's so massive. Even though it's it's not the biggest platform. It feels like the central platform, right? It feels like the main platform that people go to to share their thoughts. And because of that, you can get a very, very wide range of thoughts, right? And you can get into some death because of, you know, massive, you know, tweet chains and all this other stuff. And you get it, but more importantly, you get a, you can get a fair idea of what a lot of people think. A lot of different people think by going, you know, um, through a lot of these tweets, but <laughs> it's really difficult to get into the quality, right? To get into the the depth of any one thought, right? Even ones that have um, a long, you know, tweet chain and they're explaining different things. 
if you might have a question about one thing but not the other right it's, it's difficult to do to do that or if you want to hear um you know m more about certain parts of, of what they're saying is really difficult to do that like you might be able to respond to them but then you know somebody else might come in and say oh what about this and this that and the other and then it goes off on a tangent right like i've noticed this like you can find some interesting conversations on twitter but the minute somebody else comes in there it can get quickly off you know off the off the off the round off the rails so then it's difficult to you know get a good deep understanding of what people really think about this and why they think it and you know just just get a more human perspective get a fully wholesome perspective wholesome as in like the whole human all right um and so i find that frustrating this goes into what i wanted to talk about but i really want to create some sort of platform or tool or something where people can have these sort of conversations more readily more easily all right we see we need something fundamentally different than what we have today in any platform because something like reddit is not you know the because this has many of the same problems as twitter but just with long longer form right because somebody some random person come get everything off topic and you just get all over the place um it's very difficult to follow up on things you know, it's very difficult to understand who is saying things and who is, who is saying a thing and why. You know, what is their bias? What is their story? Same thing for YouTube. Same thing for, you know, pretty much any other thing. All right. The closest thing that you might be able to do something like this, like a real conversation, is maybe something like the Discord where um, you can have a chat, <laughs> a real, you know, voice chat or something like that. Or, or Twitter spaces, right? Um, but even with those, that you come up with the other problem of the information not being documented, right? And when you're talking, it's very difficult to now verify certain things that people are saying, to document it, to say, oh, maybe I misheard that, or this, that, and the other, right? Or if you, even if you have a, you might have a difficulty communicating um, uh, verbally versus text. Like even myself, like I. If, <laughs> I'm pretty good with communicating, but I find certain ideas are more easily communicated with text because I can go back and look at what I was saying and then re-edit it, right? Add more information or change something because I was like, oh, maybe that's that's not the best way of seeing this. And I get around that on the podcast because I can say, oh, let me let me back up or let me do this, that, and the other. But it's, it's just me talking. If I'm talking with somebody else, it, it might be more difficult to do that, <laughs> Right, depending on who the other person is, so we need to find the best uh, of both worlds here, right? And then at the, at the same time, on all of that, we need to also find something that you can, where you can clearly see people's stories, people's biases, to see where people are coming from, right? To be more transparent about, you know, um, how we got certain information, and how we can verify certain information and document it for the future and then come back to this conversation after we've done some research and this, that, and the other, right? It's really difficult, pretty much impossible to have a conversation like that anywhere. And I think it shouldn't be, right? We're here in the 22nd century, 21st century, goodness, 2022. <laughs> um, and uh, I think it's sad that we can't really do that. But yeah, I'll end this for now, I guess. 
there's some other things I wanted to talk about beside all of this, but um, I forgot them now. So, <laughs> as always, thanks for listening. Have a great day. See ya. Bye bye.